Season 2, Episode 16, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, Matthew chapter 2, verses 19 through 23, which sounds like five verses, and Luke chapter 2, verse 39, which sounds like one verse. But I'm going to go ahead and do what I did for many years as a teacher, and that's review a lesson before I get into a new lesson. So I want to take a look at episode 15, which was the episode before 16, obviously. And uh, it's an episode in the life of Christ. It's an event in the life of Christ. I like uh, those are two interchangeable words I, I think I'm going to adopt as we go through uh, A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students of the Life of Christ, copyright 1922, and C.I. Schofield's uh, I'm using also C.I. Schofield's, uh, the Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909. I said 1992 the other day, so I misspoke. So that's, there's a correction I made. Uh, so what we're going to review is uh, uh, A.T. Robertson called this section or this uh, episode or this event in the life of Christ, uh, the child Jesus carried to Egypt and the children at Bethlehem slain. And uh, C.I. Schofield called it Herod's slaughter of the innocents, plural. Anyway, C.I. Schofield's got this going on around 4 BC. Um, so let's take a quick look at Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 18. Verse 13 of chapter 2, if you'd like to follow along in your Bible. Um, we're just reviewing Matthew, if you can, if you're not driving a car or something. Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 18. Chapter 13. And when the wise men were departed from Bethlehem, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child, Jesus, and his mother, Mary, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Verse 14. And Joseph arose and took the young child, Jesus, and his mother Mary, by night, and departed into Egypt, heading south. Verse 15, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I have called my son. And that is in Hosea 11.1, 1, if you must find each verse. Hosea 11.1, 1, one more time, Hosea 11.1, 1, Hosea 1.1, 1, 1, colon 1. Okay, verse uh, Hosea 11.1 1 says, When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. So there's a reference to calling uh, the Son of God out of Egypt. Hosea 11.1. 1. All right, back to uh, Matt chapter 2. Um, I'm using the word Matt because that's the abbreviation in my software here but uh, I'm too lazy to change it. 
So anyway, I like the familiar name, Matt. Maybe he went by Matt. My son had a, a, a friend in, in college who had, when he got in, a, he was in playing football, John was, and, and he, uh, his first roommate, and I was freaking out because he was going away to college. But anyway, I, he had a really nice roommate. His name was Matt, big guy, big football player, very successful man, I'm sure. But he had a, he had a, uh, a for lack of a better word, a mat outside uh, his uh, doormat outside his door, and it said, "Hi, my name's Matt," and I just thought that was so funny. But anyway, so anyway, Matt, uh, Matthew chapter two, verse sixteen. This is the most heinous crime in the history of the Bible, in my opinion. Worse than Pharaoh. Um, I, I don't, you know, uh, worse than Pharaoh with Moses, uh, who else killed a bunch of people. Um, anyway, this one, really bad. Because it, it, Pharaoh was just the boys, and I, I guess Pharaoh's army took the time to determine whether, uh, you know, they were boys or girls. Anyway, under two years old, that's similar. Anyway, Verse chapter 2, verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, exceedingly angry. My goodness. And sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. So I would assume that, you know, maybe a year's gone by and he's going a year over and a year under. I don't know. Just to make sure he gets the new king. Because technically Herod is the king of the Jews. But um, under Roman power, that, that was uh, not like it should have been. Not like King David or something like that. Anyway, verse 17. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken of by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, and here's Jeremiah 31, 15. Jeremiah 31, 15. Jeremiah 31, 15. Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children, because they were not. In, in in Matt, if you didn't look that up, if you if you're still in Matt chapter two verse eighteen, or can get there hopefully quickly, in Rama, which is just another name for Rama. Rama was there a voice heard, lamentations and weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted. Can you imagine a woman so sad that you know you're trying to comfort her and she just doesn't want to hear it? I've found when people are really sad, you just just don't say anything. And you know, and you're strong for them. And then pretty soon They'll be strong for you. And I mean, just with the same thing. I, I told you this story before, but when I lost my wife, I had an open house. Uh, 
when I, the second day I got back to school, I was out for a week. She she passed away the Saturday before school started. It started on a Monday, and I didn't get to school until Monday. And Tuesday night of the follow, of the next my first week back, uh, I had an open house, and I only had two middle school class classes that first night. And I got into my second period, my first period world history class was was um, an honors class and just really good and and the parents were in there and one of them was a former student who now had a seventh grader in my class and she was just sobbing I mean just sobbing so all the parents are coming in this room and they've got they don't know anything about me a lot of them don't and this woman is just a dear friend of mine dear friend of my wife just great student great friend for the rest of my life she just was sobbing and I tried to speak and I couldn't and her her husband got up and said told him what happened that my wife had passed away and and he you know he just kind of took over for me and said what he knew about me I guess and and I don't I don't really remember the rest of that seven minute it was a short period in an open house you only had the parents for seven minutes as they went through their child schedule but then I had a six-period class and I'm running around I go to the principal and I go I need somebody in my class because I lost it second period and I got a six-period class and I I, I got to find somebody and, and she mentioned somebody um, and I went to him and uh, and I said, can you help me out? And he said, yeah, I'm not doing anything that period. He's a, the basketball coach, if that helps you figure out who he was. But um, he said, yeah, and he was one of my former students too. So I started off, I lost it six period. He stood up, started speaking, he lost it. And that empowered me to finish, pick up where he left off. It was just like, you know, somebody's got to be mourning for my wife 24-7. And if somebody else is mourning her, then I can do some work. I, don't, I can't explain it, but... Rachel. Rachel was the last, the fourth wife, if you will. Israel, Jacob, had 12 sons. And Rachel was the one that he wanted to marry first, but he got tricked by Laban and, and, and married Leah and had four sons with her. And then, and then uh, Rachel got a concubine and, and gave him to, and, she, and then Leah gave him, a, he ended up with four wives, for lack of a better word, the mothers of the 12 tribes of Israel. But Rachel gave him Joseph of Egyptian fame, one of the few guys in the Bible that just really doesn't have a fault as far as I can, you know, I know he had a fault, but, but man, he forgave his brothers and just all this. He saved Israel and he was a great man, but I know he, you know, he, he wasn't perfect. I, I'm, all of sin and come short of the glory of God, but he was a pretty good guy. And his little brother was named Benjamin. So uh, this is a city of Benjamin. Ramah is a city of Benjamin. One of the cities of the allotment of Benjamin by Joshua. Its people returned after the captivity. You can look that up in the Bible Hub. Bible Hub is my favorite uh, commentary on the internet because they answer questions that I ask 
And uh, the first time I ran into him was I said, did Jesus sin when he asked, or when he told his mother at, at the first miracle of the uh, water to wine at the marriage? You know, woman, what do I have to do with you? I mean, I said, when your mom asks you to set the table tonight, you know, say, woman, what do I have to do with you? See what happens. And kids got a big laugh out of that. But, you know, but did they, did, did, did Jesus sin when he said, woman, what do I have to do with you? Somebody asked that question before me. And there was the answer right there. Uh, some of it tradition and, and, and the traditionally uh, calling a woman by that name woman was like saying, yes, ma'am or ma'am. Uh, woman, uh, and and the other very strong point to say that he didn't sin is that she was not offended. She just said to the 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 servant, "Say whatever he says, do. You know, get the water he wants you to get, whatever." Because she's the one that came to him and said, "They're out of wine," and he goes, "Woman, what do I have to do with you?" But anyway, that was up in Galilee where he was raised. Anyway, near uh, the Sea of Galilee and city of Nazareth, not far from that, city of Cana. All right, so now the question popped into my mind, and I think I talked about this the other day, but I just wanted to revisit it. Where was Rachel when she was weeping? She had to be in Sheol, the place of the dead. Sheol is divided into two parts, sometimes called Hades. Sheol is sometimes called Hades. But if you, if you want to see a picture of this, just Google. And it's not a bloody picture or anything. It's just a diagram of what I'm trying to put into words. There's no, no fire or torment or anything. But anyway, Luke 16 talks about Lazarus and the rich man. And Lazarus uh, went to paradise. And the rich man, not because he was rich, but because he never trusted Christ, went to the, the, the hell part, sometimes called Hades. Um, sometimes called Sheol for that matter. But anyway, I, I can't find it. These are, anyway. Um, so he preached to the captives there, Peter talks about. And uh, Ephesians 4, 8 says, uh, Wherefore Christ saith that he ascended up on high, when he ascended up on high on the first day of the week, when he ran into Mary Magdalene and said, Don't touch me, I'm not yet risen to the Father. When he ascended right then, he led captivity captive. The captivity were the were all the saints in Abraham's bosom, which would cover all the the post flood, the uh the post diluvian. The antediluvian probably went up I don't know. I, I really don't know when they I think they were all in paradise. I think Adam was in paradise. Why? Because what Christ did was for all men, and he paved the way, if you will, by dying on the cross and paying for our sins. I, I bet you, I would believe that Adam was also in Abraham's bosom. And 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 Rachel, I would guess, was a believer, uh, unless she's crying from the hell side of Sheol. But I, I, I would guess she was a believer. And I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't have any... But anyway, she uh, uh, she was crying from from the place of the dead. I, I'm going to guess paradise for her children, 
Because, you know, my wife's in the great cloud of witnesses now. Now, she's absent body present with the Lord. We, we don't go to paradise. Paradise is empty. He led captivity captive. It's empty. So it, I was just on the Internet looking at Sheol, uh, paradise, hell. And, and I think what you ought to do is you ought to just go uh, illustration or whatever it's called. Um, they've got something visual. I don't know. Something, a chart, some kind of chart that's in Google. And you'll get a bunch of different charts, and you pick out one that's talking exactly what I'm saying right here. Uh, place of the dead divided into two parts, the paradise part and the hell part. And if you know the story of Lazarus, rich man, rich man uh, the rich man said to Abraham, Father Abraham, have Lazarus dip his finger in water and and cool my tongue and he said, Abraham said, we can't come to you and you can't come to us. There's a great gulf fixed between us. And then the, then the rich man goes, well, send Lazarus back from the dead. I have five brothers. They'll believe if one comes back from the dead. And they go, look, Abraham says they got the law, they got the law and the prophets. They've got the Old Testament. They read that, you know, you can come to Christ. And they won't believe if one come back from the dead. If Lazarus showed up, they'd go, Hey, I heard you got, you know, buried in Potter's Field. I, I guess you didn't. I doubt they attended Lazarus' funeral. He was a beggar outside the gates of their house. But, but anyway, um, but one, people remember their families, even in hell, and don't want them to come there. And uh, anyway, I think, bottom line is, I think Rachel was weeping from paradise. I'll just leave it at that. The end of our review. Okay, chapter 16. Um, again, I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, season 2, episode in the life of Christ uh, 16, based on A.T. Robertson, The Harmony of the Gospels for Students of the Life of Christ, circa, not circa, it's copyright. I'm C with a circle around. Copyright 1922. Uh, and C.I. Schofield's the Schofield Reference Bible, copyright, excuse me, uh, 1909. <clears throat> this episode is called, this episode, one of 84 episodes in A.T. Robertson's Harmony of the Gospels, is um, entitled, uh, The Child Brought from Egypt to Nazareth, uh, or Schofield calls it the return to Nazareth, the silent years. So we're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 2, verses 19 through 23, and Luke chapter 2, verse 39. Uh, Schofield's got this in his the Schofield Reference Bible, the old one, uh, B.C. 3, and that should be 3 B.C., you put the BC after, you put the AD before. And when if you're going with BCE and BC, then the new way to do it, it goes after. I just taught history a lot, and so I know that. All right, verse uh, 19. Ch uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 19. And when Herod was dead, this evil, wicked man that killed all the children in Bethlehem under the age of two and the towns around it, by the way, Ramah is farther north of Jerusalem than Bethlehem is, I mean, than Nazareth is south. Wait a minute. My bad. Ramah 
is farther north of Jerusalem than Bethlehem is south. Nazareth is way up by the Sea of Galilee. When Herod was dead, verse 19, behold, an angel of the Lord. Now, this is an angel. It's not the angel of the Lord. So, But there's only the definite article in the Hebrew and in the Greek is the definite article. The indefinite article is not there. So when you read A, that was put in there by the translators doing the best they can. And I think from context, you can pretty much figure out whether they were right or not. The Jehovah's Witnesses added A in, in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. I mean, you can't. All the A's in the Bible, all the indefinite article uh in the Bible are placed there by the translators, but I don't I don't think the rest of the Bible really agrees with you on that. That you can, you know, a God. He was not a God. He was the God. And, and then you got verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word was God and is God. Anyway, you can if you don't believe in the deity of Christ, you got some serious problems. Now, I, you know, we're body, soul, and spirit. So, uh, as the body without the spirit is dead, so when the spirit leaves your body, we'll call your body dead. Now, there is a resurrection of the dead. That's one of the uh, things we're supposed to study in Luke chapter I mean, uh, Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. It's the resurrection of the dead, so I'm working on it. <clears throat> when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. I think Joseph was, you know, he, <laughs> angels needed to appear to him in a dream. And I'm definitely that way. I would, I would be out the door before they could talk to me, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, I sh shouldn't say anything against Joseph. I'm sure he was an incredible great, courageous man. Uh, courage enough to take, faithful enough to take Mar uh, Mary to his, well, she already was his wife, but uh, to live with him the rest of his life. Verse 20, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel. Now, that's that's a big area. That could be the hills of Judea, 100 miles north to uh, Nazareth, uh, around the Sea of Galilee. Uh, that's that's a big area. Saying so, the angel said, "You know, I think he's, you know, left it up to him." That's my opinion. Verse twenty. And he arose and took the young child Jesus and his mother Mary, and came into the land of Israel. So left Egypt and came into Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was, when he heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea, which again is the entire region from the hills of Judea all the way up to the Sea of Galilee, uh, to, from coast, well, not coast to coast, but um, a large area in there, and, and to the definitely the Jordan River. Initially, it was bigger than that. Uh, when they first moved there and divided the land with Joshua. But being warned, okay, verse 22. But when Joseph heard that Archelaus was, did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go hither, thither. Even though, notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream, 
what was he warning by God in a dream? Uh, Go into the land of Israel, for they, for they are dead that sought the young child, the child, young child's life. So I think he could have not been afraid. <laughs> I'll explain why I'm making a big deal about this in a minute. Um, okay, verse 22. And when Joseph heard that Archelaus, Archelaus, did reign in Judea in the room of Herod his father. He was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding being warned in a dream, you know, not to mention, you know, God said the coast is clear. He turned aside, even though God had told him the coast was clear. He, that's the way I'm reading this. He turned aside into the parts of Galilee, where, where he was from, up north, safer, you know, ground he's familiar with. That's where he was a carpenter. He wants to go home. I would bet you Mary wants to go home. And, I mean, it's been a tr pretty traumatic thing, leaving in the middle of the night, uh, you know, keeping Jesus alive, who's an infant at this point. I would say one or two years old at the most. I can't be dogmatic about ages. It's, they're really not given. And he came, okay, and, and verse... 23, Matthew 2.23 And Joseph came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which is spoken of by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Now, I was teaching this, oh, probably about seven years ago, something like that, to a ninth grade class, and it was like the first time I got to teach the life of Christ. I think it was, Bar was still alive. And I, you know, I started with Matthew, and I got to this, and so I said, "Where's it? Where is it in the Old Testament that uh, he might be called a Nazarene?" Uh, the word Nazareth is not in the Old Testament. Um, I don't think Nazarene is either. Uh, let me tell you how A.T. Robinson dealt with this. Um, he went to Isaiah. 11.1 that says, And there shall come forth a rod, metaphor for child on the, uh, the family tree, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, David's father, Jesse, son of o Jesse's the son of Obed, the grandson of Ruth and Boaz. Great, read the book of Ruth, my gosh. Great book. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. It's talking about the Messiah here. I, I think that everybody would agree that that's a messianic prophecy. The, the, the word branch is pronounced Natzer with a Z kind of sound. It's spelled with a, an S. But anyway, some people want to say it's this prophecy that prophesied that the Messiah would be called a Nazarene. A branch shall grow out of the, out of his roots. The branch would be the Messiah. Okay, you know, I, you know, I really don't. It's no big deal. Uh, what what's what uh, A. T. Robertson said, though Nazareth is not mentioned in the Old Testament. So you, I know that when I looked for this, I couldn't find it when I you know seven years ago, eight years ago, when I was teaching this.
for the first time. I uh, I was, you know, I, I just, I wrote what's, you know, this is pretty much what you find about this, pro, what, what uh, A.T. Robinson put forth is the only thing I've ever found about this. Is it controversial? I think one answer to it is right there in the verse. And again, I think the best way to understand, the be- best place to go to understand Matthew chapter 2, verse 23 is Matthew cha- chapter 2, verse 23. And Joseph came and dwelt in the city of Nazareth. No question he lived in the city of Nazareth. Everybody said, wait, where's the prophecy for Nazareth? What good thing can come out of Nazareth? That it might be fulfilled which was spoken of by the prophets that he shall be called a Nazarene. Not every word that came out of a prophet's mouth is written in the Bible. And I think God likes to throw out these little things to make us study and think. And uh, that's all I can say. He shall be called a Nazarene. <clears throat> by the prophets, and he probably was. When I get to heaven, I'll, you know, I'll be be one of the things I do. Hey, uh, were you a prophet? Yeah, yeah, I was. A, hey, which prophet, you know, said that he would be called a Nazarene? Uh, you know, like six of them raised their hand. I go, oh, okay. It didn't make the Bible? No, it didn't make the cut. You know, whatever. I mean, anyway, that's my best shot. If it's not good enough, I'm sorry, but I'm not perfect, and I don't have all knowledge. Okay. So, but I understand metaphors, and I understand Isaiah 11, 1 being a, a messianic prophecy. And there shall come forth out of the stem of Jesse, the tribe of Judah, a branch that shall grow out of his root. And you know, Jesus said, "How can how can it how can David call the Messiah his Lord, and when the Messiah is the son of David?" And that threw everybody off. Nobody could answer that question. How, why would a father, what, why would a great, great, 28, 28 times great grandfather, I think it is, 14 generations from, from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the Babylonian captivity, 14 generations from Babylon. It's 28 generations between David and the Messiah. He's the 28th grandfather of Jesus, or 27th, I guess. Count Well, God being the first father. Anyway, um both my sons are adopted and I and I just treasured the fact that 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 Jesus, you know, was adopted too. And the Bible says that we're adopted into God's family by faith. So anyway, I love ado- I, I love the whole concept. But anyway, show um and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse where Isaiah 11, 1 a branch shall grow out of Jesse's root. Metaphoric, beautiful literature. All right, Luke chapter 2, verse 39. And when they had performed... Okay, now we're jumping to Luke. So this is the end. Uh, Luke chapter 2, this is where the harmony is starting to come in. This is like one of the few where we've had verses from different uh, Gospels. So that's coming. So far, all the events have been kind of unique to maybe one passage. I think there's a couple of them that we've had two verses before, but this one has this time of this event is mentioned also in Luke. And when they they Mary and Joseph, because Jesus is kind of a baby at this point, I don't think he's performing all things according to the law. I don't think he, whatever. Uh, and when they had performed all things according to the law. 
They returned to Galilee as a family. I think that was Joseph's choice. Maybe that's why the prophets didn't. You know, church wasn't an object of prophecy either. It's a mystery. And that's because it wasn't a done deal. And so so the prophets didn't prophesy that Jesus would be born in Nazareth. Because according to this, Joseph could have gone anywhere in Judea he wanted to. That would be safe for his family. And he chose his home of Nazareth. To their own city, Nazareth. So that's my take on event or episode 16 in the life of Christ. I will say adios to God. And I will say vaya con Dios. Go with God.